I'm not out to prove myself to anyone but myself anymore. Like, you know, I'm not out to prove myself to people who don't like me or people who have thoughts about me or anything like that. I'm just after like my own, my own shit. Like after like what makes me happy and what moves me and like what my, moves my family and my real friends. Hello everyone, this is Caitlin Jinko, aka Lels, and thank you for tuning in to episode 7 of the Learn with Lels podcast. In this episode, I had Oseko Ogega, who is a local musician and fellow graduate from Holy Trinity Secondary School here in Curtis. In our conversation, we talked a bit about Oseko being a child of Kenyan immigrants and how that has impacted his perspective, and a bit about what it was like being the token black kid here in Curtis. And then, of course, we also talked about Oseko's music. So we talked about how he's been able to deal with the doubts as he pursues his rap career, how he's focusing on his purpose, how he's grown and how that's been reflected in his music, and also what Sankofa, his last album, was all about. There's a lot of really great stuff in this conversation. Of all the people I know, I feel like Oseko has been on one of the most unique and courageous paths, in my opinion, and he shares a lot of his wisdom in here. And also be sure to listen to the end of this episode because it finishes off with Purple Hibiscus, which is one of Oseko's songs from his album Sankofa, which is out now, so be sure to check that out. Okay, cool. Well, thank you for being my seventh guest of my Learn With Lels podcast. Lucky seven. Mm-hmm. Lucky number seven. Yeah. Um, so just for some context, um, my podcast, basically, I want to use it as like a space to tell other people's stories because I feel like once people like get to know other people's backgrounds and um, hear where they're coming from, they are more empathetic and I feel like that will just make for a better world. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, so that's just a little bit of background, and I wanted to have you on because you've kind of taken a different path than most people from Curtis, and <laughs> wanting to be a rapper and being a rapper, um, which we'll get to, uh-huh. um, but for our listeners, can you um, introduce yourself? Um, my name is Oseko, I grew up in uh, Curtis, yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm a musician, but um, yeah, I like I lived in a lot of different places and stuff, so I try and use all the different places I live to make this kind of music. So that's pretty much the best thing that sums me up. Yeah. Other than Curtis, where have you lived? I lived in London. I've lived in Peterborough. I've lived in Toronto. I've lived mm-hmm. in. I lived in North York. I lived in a lot of. I went to like, I think I went to three or four different elementary schools. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I only came to HD in grade ten. Yeah. Yeah. So, True. Yeah. And where were you before Holy Trinity? I went to St. Mary's in Pickering. Okay, yeah. cool. So I'm, and I'm, I'm you lived in Peterborough? What the heck? Yeah, I didn't yeah. know I went that. to kindergarten in Peterborough, yeah. Oh, really? JK and SK, and then I moved to Toronto. Yeah. Then I moved to Pickering. Then I moved to another spot in Pickering. So True. I've been all around. Yeah. Peterborough, I feel like that's even like less diverse than Curtis. Imagine that in the 90s. like. Oh, was, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop. Yeah, it's crazy, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. True. Um... So you're a musician. Is that what you do full-time? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened was, I was like, what happened was I actually had a full-time job. I was working it and stuff. And then everyone around me was like, yo, you should take you should take the music thing serious. Like, just take it serious. Like, I see where it goes. Just take it serious. So everyone around me was on to take it serious. And then my mom came to a show once. 
my brother was like begging my mom to come to a show, so she came. And then she seen like the reaction. She seen like they're like, yo, this guy could really packs the place. Like, and she's like, wow. Then she started being like, yo, take it serious. So I left my job. And I've been doing it full time for like a like a year, for mm-hmm. like a year now. I think I left my job like on my birthday, like last year. Mm-hmm. And then I just been just grinding, just doing it full time since then. Yeah. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> How's that been going? It's it's been going good. Like I was on the radio in Kenya. Like mm-hmm. I was on like two of the biggest stations out there like and getting that set up was crazy because i never even when i went over there i wasn't even thinking about it so then now my stuff is in regular rotation over there i've been on flow oh my god that's so cool yeah so i've I've been doing i've been doing my thing so i'm just like rising hopefully can Mm -hmm. just like keep going yeah yeah that's so cool so was your mom like not that supportive before she went to the show uh she it's not like i wouldn't call it not supportive but you know, mom old, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> if I came home one day and it's like, I want to become a rapper, she'd be like, whatever. But, like, it was, like, it was definitely, like, a process. But also, it's a process for me to be confident and be able to tell my mom, yo, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. So, it's also my fault. But it, but when after, when she seen it and she seen how serious I was with it, she was all, she was all in with it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's hard to take, like, that kind of different path, like, at Holy Trinity, like, our guidance counselors <laughs> wouldn't be like, yeah, go be a rapper. Like, they would be like, yeah, go to college or university, get a 9 to 5. That's kind of, yeah. like, what we were talking about. I think it's do. braver for what you're doing because I seen in, in school you were, like, A+, plus, <laughs> like, honor roll, like, like, all that shit. And, like, seeing, like, you take this path is actually more brave than me because I can't I do the other thing. <laughs> You can do the other thing, and you chose to do this. I'm more admired than you, than me. Thank you. That's so nice. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Actually, yeah, um, that reminds me. I don't know if you remember, like, two or three years ago at the bit more, you, like, took me aside, and you were like, don't ever stop writing. And I was like, oh, my God, what the heck? That's so nice. Yeah, I was reading your journals. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's nice. Yeah, Thank you like, for doing that. The next that. time I see this girl, I'm going to tell her something. <laughs> Thank you. That's so nice. I appreciate that. Yeah. I remember things like that. It's good to be nice to people, yeah. be kind people, and forget those things. Yeah. Um, so how did you get started into rapping, and when did you decide that it was something that you wanted to do as a I was career? a little boy. Like, I was like little, like, like the fourth grade. Uh, my, cousin, my cousin David used to rap, and then... Um, I just wanted to do whatever he did, so I followed what he did, and then I just would always be rapping and stuff. And then in like the ninth grade, um, a lot of my friends were like, "Like, yo, you gotta rap! Like, you gotta go do the thing." So I just did it. And then um, as I was in HT, I didn't really want to do it that much, but it always I always wrote compulsively. So I've been writing compulsively since I was like a kid. And then as I got older or whatever, I just, the world kind of just took me this way. So then that's, that's where I am now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> I like that. Um, but yeah, so you said that you didn't want to do it while you were at each No. Why is that? Because like, there's no Instagram or Facebook. You know what I'm saying? There's no Instagram or Snapchat. Like it seemed so far away from me at that point. Mm-hmm. Like even though I knew like I had the skill level to do it, it felt like it was so far away from me. But luckily, you know. Uh, the world kind of brought me this way, so mm-hmm. now I'm just trying to get as far as I can with it. Yeah. yeah. Was it weird being, like, a rapper in a town where it's, like, everyone's, like, listening to country music and, like, cornfields all around? <laughs> you know, it, it, is, it is like that, but it's, like, 
because I grew up in so much places, I have so much friends like from different places, so they are also like that. Mm -hmm. And also because like for me, I feel like I had an advantage because I was doing something that was so new. Like, it was like a startup yeah. business. It was like Uber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, this guy's rapping. Like, no one ever thought of it. And it's like, yeah. So, I kind of felt like I have an advantage. But also, it's kind of like that. It's like, I remember the when I first started or whatever, like, I wanted to do, like, I had this vision to kind of, like, do two shows in the Oshawa Curse area. And then people are, like, really, like, nah about it. But nowadays, they, they want this, like, you know? So, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So at first they weren't nah, like supportive of the shows. Nah, not at all. Not at all. They just no. like watch too much TV. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, but now then then you kind of like then you kind of like show them like you take less money. Then you like show them like yo, trust me. And then you keep going, you keep going, and all of a sudden now it's like people like fighting to kind of have this thing happen. So it's mm-hmm. so it's been beautiful. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. How did you deal with like that kind of doubt at the at the beginning? I kind of just laughed about it. I don't know. Like, for me, I kind of, like, took it. Like, I kind of expected it, you know? Because mm-hmm. nothing, like, worth having comes easy. So, I kind of looked at it like, yo, like, if, if these people don't want me to have it, like, whoever has me is going to have the best show possible. So, then it ended up working out. And, yeah, so I've just been on the roll ever since. Mm-hmm. So, that was kind of, like, helped to drive you? Like, yeah, yeah, most definitely it did. Because I wasn't, I wasn't, re- like, I was fully prepared for the nose, like, that's a lot of people, like, when they start, like, this type of creative thing, like, I'm really prepared for the no's. Like, yeah. I'm more prepared for no's than yes. Like, what's the problem told yes? I'm like, damn, so what do I do now? Like, Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> nice, I like that. Yeah. So it's just been crazy ever since, yeah. Mm-hmm. So just pushing through the no's, and then slowly yeah. people are yeah. getting on board with it. Yeah, slowly, slowly mm-hmm. but surely. Because mm-hmm. when people see, like, you're doing something, like, at first they're going to think, like, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to be intrigued, like, why is this person crazy? And they're like, what is this craziness about? Then all of a sudden, they just like a fan. Yeah. So that's kind of what I see what happened. Like, as long as I stay consistent, mm-hmm. I'll get that feedback. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And how did you get, I saw that you had uh, Jordan from The Bachelor Everybody at one of your shows. <laughs> how did that happen? So my brother is... My brother and him, he knew him, like, way before the show. Oh, really? So, my brother and him, like, were deep in the car scene. And then, um, they, they became friends during, like, the car scene. Then he's, like, then they were all joking about him going on The Bachelor or whatever. So, he from Florida. So, then he applied and he got it. And then, um, yeah. So, like, my brother always, like, they're really close. My brother and them stayed friends. But I didn't even know who he was because I don't watch the show and stuff. Mm -hmm. Then my brother was, like, yo, you want to go downtown? Like, my boys have an event. So I'm thinking like he's like a promoter or something. I didn't even know I was going to the Bachelor event. So I went there. <laughs> I see like all the girls screaming for this dude. And I'm just like there with him. And then we just became friends and stuff. And then he, my brother showed him my music. And then he's like, yo, I really love your music. Like, how could I help you? So I was like, yo, just come host my party. And he mm-hmm. came and did it. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of people, like especially girls, watch The Bachelor. So mm-hmm. that must have brought out. Yeah, like, it must have brought out a little some bit. Some yeah. people, yeah. Yeah, it's, it was, it's crazy. He's a normal dude. Like, he's mad cool. Like, one of, like yeah. someone I would call a friend. Like, he's really cool. Yeah. So whenever he's in Toronto, like I actually was with him like last month, last time he was here. So mm-hmm. we always just hang out with him. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. He was like kind of the villain on The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone says that. I don't know. I just, I guess, I guess the way how like they cut things up, they make it more cinematic than like. Yeah, that's true. They usually do, but yeah, he's a really cool guy. Like real cool guy, real down to earth. Really supports the movement. So, mm-hmm. the guy's really cool with us. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
Um, so you kind of talked about this a little bit, but I want to talk a little bit more about how you deal with like the doubters and uh-huh. kind of like the self-doubt as well. I just wrote a blog post about it, mm-hmm. self-doubt in general yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I want to kind of get your perspective on having doubts. For me, it's just like, I don't know, like for me, like I'm a very purpose driven person. So when I look at like my purpose, I know nothing is easy going to come from getting to my purpose. So the way how I kind of block it out is that kind of just keep the tunnel vision going on. Like you may not see the full thing come today or everything coming to fruition today, but maybe tomorrow I might be closer. And then the next day I might be closer. The next day I might be closer. So I kind of just eternalize and deal with it myself. I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of doubters and stuff who probably look at me and they're like, yo, bro, like, like, yo, bro, you ain't never gonna make it. Like, you know what I'm saying? They probably think that, but I don't really feed into it really. Cause I know that like, once I do make it, you're going to be a fan. So like, I just, I just don't even bother with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's very true. <laughs> so it's just... Like if someone were to have something to say about you, like someone from Holy Trinity as yeah. an example, like yeah. if you like later on, like once you are to make it, they'll be like, oh, I went to school. You went to school with them, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I remember back in the day, like I had a Facebook fan page and that was so crazy to people that so normal person to have a Facebook fan page. Now every plumber, every electrician, yeah. every freaking person wants a Facebook fan page. But they just didn't see the vision at the time. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I seen that, I'm like, all oh, this stuff is bullshit. Like, yeah. <laughs> like people just doubt themselves so much that they doubt you. So I don't really, mm-hmm. I don't really bother with that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. just about just dealing with myself, yeah. Yeah. So you said that um, focusing on your purpose is one of the ways that you get mm-hmm. past self-doubt. What would you say is your purpose? I don't know. Like, maybe, like, even when I was in Kenya, like, the, the type of stuff that I thought my purpose was changed, like, I think that I just want to make, I just want to be the best artist I could be. Like, I think I could be, like, one of the best. So that's one of my purpose. But also my purpose is to heal my village and heal my country. Like, that's also one of my purpose. So whether through music or not, that's my purpose. So... I used to always think that my purpose was just like, yo, let me just be the biggest and best rapper I could be and it will change things. But now I'm learning that like there's other things also that you have to do to be able to get to your purpose. And it could be multiple things that could be your purpose. So I'm still trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But every single day I come up with like a new, like every single day, like I, like I think differently about what that end goal is. Mm-hmm. But the prince like the main source of my end goal is just like let me just be the biggest and best artist ever and let me just like make sure that my music just resonates with everybody in a certain type of way because it, it it could like empower people so i think that's kind of like my purpose like how can i make music that can kind of get people up in any type of situation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you said um heal your country yeah and heal your people what does that mean when I was over there, like, it's a beautiful place, but I seen, like, extreme poverty, like, you never, ever seen it. Like, there's so much things that, I, that like, images that, like, I've taken that, like, that are so deep to me, I actually can't post them. Like, I went to a, my aunt, she does this thing called, I forgot what it's called, it's called something therapy, music therapy for, like, cerebral palsy people, like, hmm. for, for people who have cerebral palsy. Like, these kids, like, like, living like, like this, like. You know what I'm saying? Like, feeling real joy in their eyes, like. But then, also, like, you go onto the streets and you go to the slums and, like, you see, like, the real poverty. You see this. And just, like, having me, like, someone that I would say that I'm privileged to even be here. So, because I'm only a generation removed. Mm -hmm. And, like, looking at these kids and stuff and being like, there's no difference between me and you 
other than that I'm born here and you're born there. So I just want to be able to like, I, I, my, 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 one of my end goals, I want to be able to build a library in my village. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. I love so that. that's one thing I thought of when I was over there. I wanted to mm-hmm. like build a library and help and help like make modernize a school that's in my village and just be able to do that. And I think that's that's one thing I could do to heal my village because I can't do it all by myself. But those mm-hmm. are two things that I'm focused on right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. I like that a lot. Thank you. I feel like I can relate to that, like going back to the Philippines, like my parents were born there, mm-hmm. but I was born here. But mm-hmm. like going back and like seeing how different it is, like their lives compared to ours and like how much more we have here compared to them. Like it really puts things into perspective. It really does. And, like, it really does. Makes you realize how lucky yeah, we are yeah, here. Yeah, we really are. And I believe that we bless with a lot so we could give. So like the fact that me and you are both like kind of children of the diaspora, I mm-hmm. think that we need to just figure out a way how to give something back like even if it's a little bit something like you know so that somebody else more intelligent than us can take it on like uh, i be thinking about that all the time like yeah i bet you philippines looks exactly like where i was like yeah i'm sure there's a lot of similarities <laughs> yeah it's probably I, like your city was manila, the city is manila yeah that's yeah, the that probably the looks city. exactly like nairobi like mm-hmm. just like you see the beautifulness and how like how like um how like modern it is but then you go like an hour east or an hour west and you're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. But man. the people, I don't know about in Kenya, but at least like the people in the Philippines are all like so nice and so kind and just yeah, grateful just for grateful, which yeah. is really cool to see as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like you and I have a lot of similarities. Like we, we may not like, yeah. you wouldn't necessarily think so, but yeah. I feel like being like minorities and yeah. Curtis and like children of immigrants with like these audacious goals that not everyone around here would understand yeah most definitely and i'm starting to see that more and more now Mm because i'm starting to be tapped into like what you're doing and stuff like that how you want to blog you even told me that you went to surf camp i'm like what (laughs) like you went to surf camp so it's just so it's it's starting to become more and more of a thing that like Mm -hmm. even like kids our age and kids like of uh, who are like us who just kind of just want to do things their own way Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so but yeah, it does take like some courage to yeah. do things a little bit. What made you? Can I ask you a question? What made you? For do sure. This? Um, I feel like I always wanted to do something different. Uh-huh. Like I feel like growing up, I was always like drawn to the things that were like telling you to like shoot for the stars and all those yeah. kinds of things. Um, but then like you have that, but then also like people telling you, oh, like go to school, like. Go to university, like get a nine five. Not that there's anything wrong <laughs> there's with that, but it's like yeah. you have like both of those things at play. So. Yeah, it's crazy <laughs> how the future predicts. Like the future is like for me personally, I would have thought you had to have like seven PhDs by now or something. Like that. <laughs> Just knowing you as a kid, like yeah. so, like seeing you take like this this path is like admirable. Like, Thank it's, you. It's a beautiful thing. That. Yeah. Thank you. I do. I do have a master's degree, but like while I was in school, <laughs> I was like. I don't really feel that fulfilled. Like, yeah. I'm doing all the things that, like, I was taught to do, like, in high school and, like, yeah. by the guidance counselors, but I don't really feel that, like, sense of fulfillment. And that's kind of, like, when I'm, like, okay, I'm 27 now. Like, I've done the school thing and yeah. everything. Like, I'm still searching for that yeah. fulfillment. Most definitely, because so you want to wake up pumped up for Monday. Like, exactly. you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't do that whole thing where you just wait until Friday to finally live your life. Oh, like, my God. I feel the exact same <laughs> 
But guidance counselors could really be the devil. That's yeah. one thing I've learned from you. I forgot. <laughs> I, I even forgot like guidance mm. counselors. They, they're the devil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but now you're like using your music and your platform to kind of say the opposite thing. Yeah. Yeah. To the best of my abilities. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's just like I kind of tried to do things like the other way. And then it's mm-hmm. just like the world kind of just took me over here. Mm-hmm. So like. I don't know, like, it's, it's very funny to me, like, the, the fact that I'm doing this. It's very funny to me. I always think, I always thought I would do something like this, but I never thought it would be rapping. Yeah? But. What did you, you think know. it would be? I don't know. Like, I always wanted to have, like, the cool person job at, like, Vice or something like that. Yeah. I never saw myself, <laughs> like, as the, the artist type person. And then mm-hmm. when I started to do it more and more, I kind of started seeing it in myself that, like, this is probably what I should be doing. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. But at Vice, though, like, it's kind of like all very similar in like yeah. storytelling yeah storytelling what you're doing. yeah yeah just like mm-hmm. in a different way yeah yeah like i like yeah i never thought of it that way because <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. that's exactly what you do yeah. right so, so yeah i want to talk um now about the album that you released at yeah. the end of last year yeah. sankofa yes right so can you tell me a little bit about that yeah um funny like i like i quit my job uh, I was working construction. I quit that. And then basically, I uh, never, like, w- funny story is that um, one time I was at lunchtime and my boys were like, yo, you get your tax money yet? I was like, taxes for rich people. Like, I don't get, I'm not getting no tax money back. And they're like, yo, how long you been working for? And I'm like, I've been working from like when I was like 16. They're like, yo, file your taxes. You're going to get so much money back. <laughs> so I filed my taxes and then I got like a crazy song back and I used that to make my album. Oh, oh my God, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that conversation never happened. I I don't know why I'd be. So I took the money and I made my album. And then we released the album. And then then the week, I think, no, no. The week of when we released the album, like the Friday. I think the album came out like the Friday. We went to Jamaica for like a week. Mm -hmm. And just went to go see it. So it was like a beautiful thing. And there was a beautiful process even making the album. Like everybody was like in the studio with, with me. Like it was a lot of fun. Like a lot of fun. Like. So definitely, it's like something that I look at, like whenever I see like the the cover art and stuff, and I just laugh at it because I'm yeah. like, man, that was a beautiful time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How long did it take you to make? Freaking, I think like six months or something like that. It was pretty easy. Like the one before that wasn't easy, mm-hmm. but this one was easy. Like I basically was just going to the studio, just doing like two a night, like just two and two a night. We go to the bar after we talk about the songs, then mm-hmm. we come back like the next day or the next week and just keep listening to it so it was a beautiful process so it took about like six months to make the album actually Mm -hmm. so what made this process easier than your previous album money (laughs) (laughs) no money and like no there's just a lot of support and then after when i had like some type of work that people could look back up on like everybody like it was easier to work with people so like people are like oh like I can see your work I can I like the other album I want to help you on this one so it's just easier for me to do it because I took the L like the first I mean I took the loss the first time and I really like worked my ass like worked my butt off and like got everything out and then the second time I just had like a whole bunch of help so it was just really easy just to like be an artist for once and just like get the music done and just put it out yeah. mm-hmm. cool um, so Sankofa, mm-hmm. I was looking it up. It means looking back and making the future better. Mm-hmm. So can you talk to me about that? Yeah, just learning from your past. Like, she's trying to make your future better. Like, I was crazy as hell as a teenager. So, like, <laughs> I just look back and I just, like, you know, I just look at myself, like, back in the days and stuff like that. And I just, 
that's what the album kind of really was about. Like, I kind of, like, looked back into my teenage years, and I'm like, yo, you were really crazy. Like, you really survived this. So, like, taking the taking that kind of wildness and that, like, kind of macho and putting that in a type of, in, a, in a, like, a real way, in a music type of form, that's what the album was about to me. So, like, it was kind of me reflecting on, like, the past 10 years of my life. Mm-hmm. So that's what Sankofa means to me. Yeah. So hopefully in the future, I can just be a better person and make better music. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm after. So how have you changed compared to the guy that you were reflecting <laughs> on? I'm a lot calmer. Like, you know, I'm a lot calmer. <laughs> like, a lot like more laid back. And I think that, you know, I'm not out to prove myself to anyone but myself anymore. Like, you know, I'm not out to prove myself to people who don't like me or people who have thoughts about me or anything like that i'm just after like my own my own shit like after like what makes me happy and what moves me and like what my moves my family and my real friends so like that's that's the type of person i am now like i don't even like other than that like I, i've been with i hang out with the same people i've hang out with like since i was like 14 years old mm-hmm. like i don't really care like about what people think about me outside that bubble really yeah so like it took me a while to get there because before I was like a people pleaser. I want everyone to like me. Now I'm just mm-hmm. like whatever. Yeah. How did you get <laughs> to that point? Speaking just... like, like I want the advice. Yeah, all the yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good question. I think it. I think it took like a maturity. Like when I, I took it took maturity. Like so when I was looking back at at certain things like that, I'm like, this happened because of this. Like this happened because of this. This happened because of this. Like you were out here wild and like. You know, so it took a little while for me to like look back and really come up with the answers. And like, this was the correct answer. Like, why do you even care? Like, <laughs> like, why do you even care what other people think about you other than that? Like bubble, like the people who really hold you down, people who are really with you. So other than that, like that's that's kind of what happened with me. I kind of just took a step back and kind of realized what was going on and stuff. And now I'm ready to move forward, you know, and mm-hmm. just like become the best sequel I could be. Yeah. yeah, I love it. So self-reflection self-awareness all that kind of stuff cool so listening to the album i hear a lot of themes about like freedom and purpose and god which i was Mm -hmm. pretty surprised about how Um, could this guy be christian (laughs) (laughs) we went to catholic school together but i don't know i guess i wasn't expecting to hear god come up so much yeah which is cool yeah yeah for me like i'm not really a religious person or nothing Mm -hmm. like that but i like um i don't know i'm a spiritual dude like yeah. For me, like, I look at my life and I'm like, there's all, like, there's so much divine intervention, it's crazy. So, like, I just, I just kind of just, that's what comes out from it. Like, I'm like, damn, but I'm not really religious like that. But, like, mm-hmm. definitely, like, for me saying that is, like, it's, like, the way how I look at things. Because it's just, like, my life, my life has been crazy. I'm surprised that, like, I'm honestly surprised that, like, like, I've kind of ended up here. Like, just even, like, doing the music and just, like, free and being able to talk. And I think, like, when I talk about freedom, I also just talk about the freedom of mind. Like, we both took in, we both took in the route of, like, freedom in our mm-hmm. creativity and the way we live. So that's also one thing I wanted to, like, deliver on the album. So I'm happy that that, that when you listen to the album, that's one thing you came out with. Because I was really mm-hmm. trying to drive that. So yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, it's good. I like that message. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got some meaningful stuff in there. I like it. <laughs> um, so how does this album differ from your previous one and uh-huh. just like other music that you've made in the past? Uh, 
Because I actually liked my music, like, you know, like, it took me a long while to, like, like my music. Like, I would actually listen to the songs around my house. Yeah. Like, before then, I would never listen to my music. It would either be a friend or someone else, or I would have to perform it. But other than that, it's like, yeah, I just like my music, and it's it's really easy. It's, it, you can hear it, and, and like, like I, maybe I can hear it in the music, or you guys can hear it in the music, that, like, I'm generally just having fun. Like, I'm just not really caring, like, what other people are going to say about my music. Because I already know, like, what I'm ready like what I'm ready to deliver. I know what I'm bringing to the table. So, it's just really easy. It's a fun time to, like, be able to get on the mic and just, like, do my thing. So, I think that's what differs. It's just, like, it's just me just giving, like, my freedom of thought. Like, you know? Yeah. I just do a record, yeah. So, this time around, you felt more freedom and more fun? Yeah. So, like, a lot of fun. Like, because for me, like, before that, I used to just always just be like, yo... It's a starting, even when I was starting out, I used to always just question myself, like question, question my skill level, question everything about myself. And it took me like a long while to finally become confident as an artist, to finally be able to deliver it the way how I wanted to. Because I make the type of music that when I was a little kid, I wanted to listen to. So yeah, that's, I think that's what the change is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. What kind of music did you listen to? What were your influences growing up? Uh, I love like... For me, when I was a kid, I loved everything. Like, I went through phases of NSYNC. But, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I loved everything. But hip-hop, I loved, I loved Nas. I loved Tupac. I loved Biggie. Mm-hmm. I loved... I love I love that whole era. Like, pretty much that whole era of music is kind of what shaped me. Like, just listening to the freestyles on YouTube. Like, those are the type of things that, like, even when I listen to today, like, I just... I get so happy listening to. So that whole era of music kind of just, like kind of just what made me an artist you know because mm-hmm. that's the type of music i like to listen to i like to listen to music like that like even when the beats is turned down or whatever and you like you know whatever you're looking for the lyrics and stuff yeah. you're like yo this person said this like that's the type of music i love so that's that's the type of artist i love so mm-hmm. yeah yeah cool i heard i was listening i forget what song it was but i looked up like one of the Oh god, I don't even know why I'm saying this. I looked up like one of the things that you said, uh-huh. and because I didn't know what it meant. Uh-huh. <laughs> then when I looked it up. I was like, oh my god, I shouldn't have looked this up. It was um, hentai. <laughs> oh my god, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Sorry, little little side story. I, I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> Are you expecting that? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Don't don't look that up, mom. When you listen to this podcast, do not look that up. Yeah. <laughs> Am I stupid? Anyway, whatever. Yo. Oh my god. <laughs> That's funny. All the oh, things god. I said in the album. You have to yeah. look that well, up. I did notice other things too. That was yeah. just one funny side story. That's amazing. That I That's, I amazing. That's amazing. But I did notice other things too, which I can't get to. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, sorry. Um, yeah. So other things that I noticed in the album, other than that, um, <laughs> um, in your last song, When Freedom Sings, mm-hmm. you mentioned a few things. You mentioned pain from your past, um, hunger in your belly, being the token black kid. Um, so can you talk about all those lyrics and kind of what that song meant to you in general? Yeah, that's why I think... I think that was probably the quickest song I ever wrote. Like, from when I heard the beat. Like, this is, like, the quickest song I ever wrote in my life. So, like, I don't know. It's just, like, especially, like, even, like, it's funny. 
it, even bringing things back to Kenya, like I, I was very funny because like for once I didn't feel like I was standing out. Like I yeah. just felt like I was just one. Of, yeah, you probably felt the same way yeah. in Philippines. You just felt <laughs> like you just one with the people. And um, yeah, like I just felt like I had a lot to prove. Like when I was a kid, like a lot to prove. Mm-hmm. And finally, getting to this point or this age where you're like proof to who and for what. And that's what that song was kind of to me was about was just me reflecting from my past ten years, just being hungry for like success and like being hungry for success, not even for me, for the way how people would look at me and that just. And I finally got to a point where I just don't even care about any of that. I don't care if people, even if I fail, like I don't even care if people are gonna write me off as a failure or whatever. It's just about me just doing the best thing that I could do for myself. So I think that's what that song was about to me. It was just like getting to that place of maturity where you finally are able to like deal with things in, I mean, are able to like put things in a way like on the song, like I don't think I would be, ever be able to make that song like five years ago because I wasn't at that place. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's what that song means a lot to me. Yeah, yeah that's cool. That's so like liber- liberating to yeah. not be worrying about what other people are thinking. Yeah, it's like a beautiful moment. You just tune out the music. Mm-hmm. You turn out the voices in your head. You just on your own shit. Like just like just looking forward. So it's just like a beautiful thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did being the token black kid impact your music? Uh. I definitely have a different perspective. <laughs> I definitely have a different perspective because when you one of not many, you have to be like the person that everyone looks into like, oh, like black people act like this because you act like this. Yeah. So it's funny because for me, like I got to a point where like I even forgot about it. Like I'm like, I like, you know what I'm saying? Like. Like you forget, like 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 when you're where and you're in the that kind of space, like you forget like that you're even like black or even different than anyone else, and then you go out, <laughs> then you go out to the job force and you learn you're black really quick. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, what do you but, mean by that? Can you elaborate? So actually, like when I was actually about to get like when I was trying to do things like the straight way, which is kind of like <laughs> so. I go to this job. I go to this job interview downtown. So I would have got. So it was a pretty. It was a very good paying job, and I would have been able to get in with this startup company early to be able to like grow with them. They had guys becoming supervisors in like six months. So I was like, okay, I've been good. I'm like walking through the city. I'm looking at the loss. I'm like, I'm gonna buy this one. <laughs> like so. Then basically, I was still kind of like not serious about music. So I went to the studio that night, and it was me and Toylings' brother. And oh, we were just cool. playing, we're playing each other music back and forth and what stuff. What the hell? That's yeah. so cool. <laughs> we're playing each other. So I'm not leaving till he's leaving. He's not leaving till I leave. So we just played each other's stuff. So I guess at like 5 a.m. I did the interview that morning. So I had to go sign the papers just for the job. So I guess at like 5 a.m. So I have to like go there in like a suit. So I had to go back to, so I had to call this place and be like, yo, I'm kind of sick. I'm going to come down today, but I'm going to be late. So I, so I go back to Curtis. I come back in a suit. It's like 10 a.m. I'm supposed to be there at like 9 a.m. or something like that. I go downtown, I go downtown, like I'm hella nervous, I'm sweating like crazy. So I go in there, I'm ready to sign these papers, and then uh, the the guy's like, hey, just have a seat here. And I see them deliberating, and I'm like, fuck. So then I go into the job room or whatever, and he had like all these printouts of like me rapping and all like my music videos and stuff. Yeah. And they wanted me to delete it to be a part of the company because it doesn't, 
it won't reflect upon like the company because when oh, you're working wow. in that type of environment, like the security environment, they want you to kind of like be a fly on the wall. They don't want people who gonna be out there like that. Yeah. So then, I'm not deleting it. So oh then, my gosh. Yeah. So that was the moment like where I was like, yeah, I'm just born to do this. Yeah. <laughs> wow, is that even allowed? Are you yeah. allowed to do yeah. that? Yeah. A lot of people are like, you should sue, like you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't care enough. I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. bro, just I don't even care. Like. Yeah. But, yeah, that's kind of what happened. Like, that's what society kind of, like, that's what society was kind of bringing to me. So mm-hmm. that's when you learn, like, who you are really quickly. Like, you might be the cool black kid, like, till you're 19. And then, like, when you go outside, like, you need you need to be in the corporate world. They'll show you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, wow. As shitty as that, as that is, though, it has kind of led you to this point, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing. Like, it led me to this point, And now I'm just trying to just move forward just mm-hmm. trying to like just strive and hopefully i can just keep going like keep going keep going keep going yeah so yeah yeah um you said that like being one of the only black kids like people would look at you and say like this is what it's like yeah. to be black uh-huh. did that add pressure to be like representing a whole community yeah. and it's like i'm just one yeah, person yeah, yeah, yeah of course it was a pressure for all of us like mm-hmm. for all of us like that whole group like my guys like we all, we're so lucky we had each other. Like, that's mm-hmm. what we always talk about all the time. Like, we are so lucky we had each other. Because there's a lot of times where it's like, yo, I can't take this. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can't take this. But it's also, like, be- it's also, it's also like beautiful because I have my brothers. And I had them to, like, kind of look into and stuff like that. So we would share a lot of the same experiences. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the pressure wasn't just on me. It was on all of us. And... You know, it all made us so close. Like even today, we just so close. Yeah. Like so, it's just it's it's a bad thing, but it's also beautiful at the same time. Yeah, so. that's cool. I feel like I can understand that. Like there weren't really many Asian technology. No, no. I think you so. was like the only one. You and your <laughs> yeah. sisters. Yeah, yeah, there was a very small handful. <laughs> yeah. So. But yeah. yeah, it was very interesting to like leave Curtis and be like, oh my gosh, look at all this diversity. Where which it's university cool. you went to? I went to McMaster. You went to McMaster? So there was a lot more diversity yeah, yeah, yeah. than you had seen But yeah, it's cool. Interesting. Um, what do I have here? Okay, so um, what would you say is your favorite song off of Sankofa? That's a good question. Probably the most fun I ever, like, uh, probably Tech Town because the story behind it is funny. Because mm-hmm. at that time, I just got all the tax money. And I was like, I don't know if I'm really trying to rap. Like, <laughs> So I was like, I don't know if I'm really trying to rap. So I was like, you know. And then, like, I ended up getting inside of a studio situation. Like, met the perfect engineer. Everything was going good. So I was bought. I bought the. So, like, I went to my cousin's house. My cousin, I was like, yo, just pick a bunch of beats for me. So he picked this one beat. And he's like, yo, this beat, I don't know if you'll like it. Um, but like it has these crazy like drops in it and stuff. So then I did. So I already wrote the verse without the music. So I did the verse and we thought it was hot. We thought it was tight. So I went there. I went to the studio and everybody was with me. They're like, yo, we, this guy's back in the studio. It'd been like two years. So this guy's guy's back in the studio. We all went there and then I delivered the first. So the first verse on tech time is like the first take I did. That song was done in like 15 minutes. Wow. Done like 15 minutes with between like two sessions, like. That was like that was like crazy for me, and it was like crazy the energy because I was like nobody knew how it was gonna come off because that was the first record I ever did for the album. So Tech Dog's probably my favorite because of that because mm-hmm. everyone's like yo, what is this guy gonna come up with? And then bang, came out with that. Yeah, <laughs> cool, I like it. 
Sorry, you can probably hear my it's nephew so, crying. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> um, cool. So, yeah, I would probably say the same. I actually, that song's a good one. Um, well, yeah, that's your, that's your favorite song? Um, I don't know if I would say the... I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I like that one. Um, Heal? Uh-huh. I feel like you reference, like, high school a lot, which, like... Did I? Or, like, school quite a bit. Yeah, I probably did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think I did that on Heal. I don't yeah. know. I like to hear stuff like that. Because yeah. it's like, oh, I was there at that time. I was there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I saw... I was watching your interview with you. Um, and you had mentioned that someone told you to incorporate more songs that have singing. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that would, like, appeal to more people. Yeah. they Just people was, like... I think that's when I did the... A podcast. I did another podcast. I, th- I think they said something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And funny enough, like, I just... When I went to Kenya, I actually just shot... Uh, I, I just shot a video for a song that I'm, like, singing in. Mm-hmm. So it should be out, like, by the end of the oh, month. Oh, yeah? What song? It's not out yet. Oh, okay. Cool. It's not out yet. Yeah. So, like, are we ready? We gonna put it out, but... Yeah. Yeah, get my little singing thing on there. Like, yeah, yo, cool. Yo, don't be afraid. Because on my album, like, I just... I just had all my singer friends on it. Like, I never even sang on my hooks. And they're like, yo, mm-hmm. it'd be cool, like, if you could do it. And I think, and, like, I'm like, whatever, man. I might as well try. And then I did yeah, it. Yeah, cool. Sounded cool to people. Oh, so. I'm excited to hear it. Yeah. Is that, like, uncomfortable for you to try to branch off into singing? Or what does that feel like? <laughs> it's, it's funny. Like, I just never thought. Like, for me, it's just another moment where I'm like, why? Like, how am I doing this? Like, yeah. So it's, it's pretty cool. I just do my little thing on there. Just a little harmony. Yeah. You know? <laughs> mixing it up yeah mixing it up yeah, so definitely cool. on this new record it should be out by the end of the month I mm-hmm. do it cool mm-hmm. cool looking forward to it um although of all the songs I feel like what I like the most which is not on Sankofa is the song The Shit <laughs> well you don't like that that's funny man I can't why? listen to my old music why I think it's a nice song I can't listen to my old music why why is that that's funny that's funny. <laughs> why That's can't, so funny. Why can't you listen to your own music? I don't know. I just be like, Leo, what if, why do I sound like this? Yeah, honey. You don't like the way <laughs> you sound on that song? Yeah. Thank you for liking it, though. It's good. I had no idea that, that, that y'all listened to that type of music. It's more know. like relation, like about relationships, like girls, right? That song? Uh-huh. The you went to love whereas, music, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. That's like all I listen to. That's probably why I like that song. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, you don't talk much about girls in your in your songs. Hey. Maybe that'll be next. Hey. I feel like people are always talking about girl like hey. relationships. And like, <laughs> yeah. But no. I don't know. I guess the I don't know. I guess the I guess like the type of relationships I do have, they just never come out in the music form. Yeah. I haven't what I haven't quite just been like, yo, I'm gonna talk about this girl yet. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe maybe I need to. Maybe in the future. Yeah, because the last podcast I did it, and I started singing. So maybe yeah. after this one, I'll start making girl songs because of you. Yeah, yeah, okay, good. You to <laughs> yeah, I feel like people. I don't know. People always want to hear about love. Yeah, it's like such a love is just such a funny thing. It's mm-hmm. like funny. It's, it's such a complex <laughs> thing. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like you have more to say about that. Who me? Yeah. Than you? No, just like the look on your face as you're saying. <laughs> I look guilty. <laughs> Like, there's something behind that. There's something behind that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, we'll, I don't know. I got to learn how to, like, <laughs> make that type of music. Maybe I, but the thing is, I ha- I have, but I'm just, like, I just, like, uh, the funny thing is about that song that you like is, like, that first one, I wasn't even really trying to, like, hide it. Yeah. 
<laughs> There's songs that sometimes I just be like, yo, let me put this, let me say this, but let me put some slick shit behind it. That one I was just kind of like, I was in the studio, I've been drinking, so I was just yeah. like, <laughs> let me just make something like, so yeah, I gotta make some love songs for Jinko. Yeah, thank you, I'd appreciate that. That's nice. Fitting, tomorrow is Valentine's Day. So. Oh shit, what you doing you for it? I'm hanging with my girlfriend. Oh, really? <laughs> Which one of your bays? Uh, Aaron Breen. <laughs> oh, shit, shout out to her. Yeah, sure. Yeah. What about you? What are your plans? Making making love music. Like the shit. Making love music. I I even forgot it was it was freaking Valentine's Day. Yeah. I even forgot. I've been like when I was on the way back here from Kenya, I'd been like the airport, like the airport like it was it was hectic getting back. Mm -hmm. I'm still trying to get readjusted. Yeah, true. I guess you probably have like jet lag right now. Yeah, jet lag, like just craziness, like because it's eight hours behind. Right. Yeah. I missed my flight. Like, it, it was crazy. So. Oh, I, you missed your flight? Yeah, I did. Oh, my God. Yeah. Freaking this airlines booked me for, like, a uh, a flight back home. So, I, I took 15 hours to New York. And then from New York, it's like an hour to Toronto. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to be here at 10 a.m. Mm -hmm. So, what happened was, is I booked uh, the, the, the airline I was flying with. They booked me for a return flight at, like, 6. It boarded at 6.55. And I think it was off by like 7.30. I ended up at JFK at like 7 a.m. Oh, I'm running shoot. through the airport trying to get there. It was crazy, yeah. So oh, man. I ended up having to go to Charlotte. And what the then heck? from Charlotte to Toronto, yeah. So, Did they like reimburse you for all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, that's good. I ain't paid nothing. If I would have yeah. paid nothing, I wouldn't have been here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been at the airport like yeah. y'all. Yeah. Give us free. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, so what um, can we expect now that St. Colford's out? It's 20, 2020 now. What does the future hold for you? I got a music video coming out there in a month. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just more music. Got a music video at the end of the month. I collaborated with this Nigerian artist oh, called G-Boy. That song should be out next month. Um, yeah, hopefully a new album this year. Mm-hmm. Probably, yeah, most likely a new album this year. Cool, that's exciting. Yeah, just working with some, like, bigger name producers and stuff. So I'm just, like, just, like, networking and just kind of just being outside and just, like, making my music. But, like, yeah, new album this year, new mm -hmm. producers I'm working with. So you'll see it all. Cool, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, Any advice for people who are trying to take, like, a more unconventional path like you are? Um, I don't know, just, like... <laughs> I would just say, like, I would just say, like, have fun and just learn how to laugh at, like, the mistakes. Like, you know, if I would have, if like, the one thing that I, like, would take back is, like, to be able to have more fun. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I was able to have more fun, like, I think it would be, like, it would even, it even make things easier, easier and sweeter. So I would just say that. Learn how to have fun and not take everything so serious. Yeah. You know? Because the reason why we took this pass is so that our hearts can just be warmed by the things that we're doing. Mm -hmm. So, like... I don't know, just have fun and just, like, just stay on your path and just, like, I just wish you much success, really, mm -hmm. and whatever the hell you're doing, so just keep going. Cool, I love that, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've been ending each interview with two questions, because the podcast is called Learn With Lost. You kind of just answered some of the questions right there. Oh, shit. But no. anyway, that's okay. <laughs> so the podcast is called Learn With Lost, so yeah. basically it's about, like, learning new things and hearing from other people and hearing their life lessons that they've learned. Um, so the first question is, what is something that you've been learning lately? Good question. Um, there's actually a quote that I heard yesterday. Um, hold on. 
Hold on, let me do my phone. <laughs> I have to get to my phone for this yesterday. Because I've been thinking about this for like 24 hours. Because I never really listened to the radio. Mm-hmm. And then I heard this quote in this Royce the 5'9 song. When I, uh, when I was driving and I was like, yo, hold on one second, one second, one second. And this quote has stayed with me. And I think it will stay with me for like a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like, um, hold on. Let me try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's God doesn't qualify the call. He doesn't qualify. God doesn't call the qualify. He qualifies the call. So for me, I look at myself and I'm like, yo, how could a flawed human being like me, like be blessed like this with this talent and be able to do it? And this is just my calling. Like no matter what I try and do, I can try and become like a freaking, freaking like corporate person. I can try and become this, but this will always be me. This will always be my calling. So I'm kind of just learning what my calling is and how to like maneuver with it. So that's something that I'm learning lately. Like, yo, this is your calling. So like the things that you say, the things that you're doing is going to affect people. So you got to choose, got to make your choices wisely. And just like, you know, that's one thing I learned, like just kind of trying to deal with my calling and deal with the responsibility, everything that comes with being an artist. Because being an artist to me just means standing for something. Like you should Mm -hmm. stand for something as an artist. You should, you should live for something. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I've learned lately. Just kind of like, you know, no matter how much I try and look at myself and I'm like, how the hell am I doing this? It's my calling. I got to do it. So mm-hmm. Cool. I like it. I like how it's not just about yourself and like making it as a big rapper. It's more also about like what you can do with that. Yeah. It's always been about that. Because mm-hmm. after that, like, after they give you, like, there's only so much money and things that you could have. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's only, there's only so much. And then after that, it's just about, like, what you're going to do with it. Like, you know? And most mm-hmm. of the great artists, they always stand for something. They yeah. always have some type of calling and some type of purpose with it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just on that. Cool. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, and then last question is, what's the biggest, that, biggest lesson that you've learned in life so far? <laughs> or just like something that stands out to you you know um that we all great people nobody's good or bad we're just all just these great people that just like make good decisions make very bad decisions we're just all great so I just learned how not to judge people because we're just all great like you know that's one thing I've had to learn like even looking at myself or looking at others, I don't really judge people like that. Mm-hmm. I just kind of just see them as just going through their journey. They're just going through a bad part of their journey or a good part. So that's one thing I learned, that we just all great people. Mm-hmm. We all do great things. We all do bad things. And we just all try to figure this shit out. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I love that. That's nice. <laughs> that a good audio clip. Unfortunately, my nephew was like crying in the background. It's but, all good. But that was good. I it's like that. It's all good. Maybe, cool. you know, he emotional for the things that we were saying. <laughs> yeah, he loves <laughs> what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you. Oh, thank, thank you so, so much, much for being on my podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Of I wanted to repeat myself 
history I wanted to repeat in my wealth Just like Timothy for those who feel and those who are felt Stack my paper, teach my youth and get high and build up from Mason party jumping, Heineken and dumplings Shoelace for head ties, better bubble someone Used to spend up all my nights trying to be the kid Now when they drop my fucking song, they gotta wear that shit saying I've been drowned through the fucking mud by the pagans My music like love through the subs for my day, yeah Used to smoke blunts in the woods in the Honda Now we doing donuts in the fucking Mantega And now I'm just keeping it calm I say my peace in the dawn, I keep grinning some more I say my peace, put my day ones on Till my enemies spawns to keep your shorty calling Trying to find my way, cause I can't get enough. Alright, that's the one.